0: Hey friends, welcome to the Go and Tell Gals podcast with Jess Connolly and Kanisha Bikes. I am one of your co-hosts, Jess, and I'm so glad you're here. We want to encourage you in your God-given mission. We wanna talk about what feels difficult in life. And most of all, we wanna help you keep going in what God has asked you to do. We are super thankful you're here and we can't wait for what's ahead in this episode. I would like to talk to you, Jess. This morning, I was thinking,
1: rhythm. God has really definitely been speaking to me about my own rhythm, especially this year. But I so admire you as a rhythm girl. Is that a thing? Can we make rhythm girl a thing? And uh, like rhythm, dancing? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just, I have questions for you. And like, maybe there are some questions that would resonate with others, you know, some of our go and tell gals. But yeah, I do have questions for you because I think that I am inspired by your rhythms. I so like respect who you are as a person in that regard. And I think other people are too. Like that's why people are so crazy about like, hey, tell us what you do because you're so inspiring in that area. No pressure. Like we know you're not perfect, you know, like no one is. But also like God has really graced you with this like, you know, way of seeing the rhythm of life and like really falling into that pace. So I think that's a gift
0: Thank you. I'm encouraged by that. And I'll tell you this. I mean, I think like all our strengths, I don't mind talking about it because it is also my greatest weakness Yeah, that I am such a regimented, scheduled, rhythmic person that I'm not great at being spontaneous. So people who are great at like celebrating or being spontaneous, you know, I'm like, that's interesting. Tell me how you do that. I am a very rhythmic person. And I would say, again... Like even on the weaker side, let me give you an example of what it looks like to struggle with it. Like, for example, I have a hard time with friendships that don't have a rhythm to them. Mm. You know, so Mm -hmm. like if there's somebody at church that I love seeing them, I want to know them better, but I see you once a month or we go to this Bible study together or we go grocery shopping together. That's our thing. And it's hard for me to just like spontaneously call her. Uh, It's because your seven's in a headlock. My Enneagram seven wing is in a headlock. (laughs) She's got her. <laughs> we're
1: going to talk about all that. I'm so excited.
0: I like it. Let's talk about rhythms. Let's talk about rhythms and let's talk about summer. So, okay, let's go straight to this because you were just on vacation. I was. What can you tell us about it? I don't even know where you were. Oh,
1: I was in San Diego, La Jolla. I went to La Jolla for a day, one day, which is like one of my favorite cities in the whole wide world in the U.S. I'm so exaggerative. <laughs> But it was really great. It was actually the first time in my entire 42 years of life that I have gone to a place, to a destination, and not had an agenda of some kind that wasn't connected to my personal, mental, like, emotional health. And literally, which is slightly embarrassing to say, because I think that I try to, like, consider some of the trips that I've had in the past, I try to say, oh, well, you know, like I'm not really working. I'm not like really doing ABC. But this was the first time that legitimately also no kids, no husband, like by myself. I didn't even know the women that were going to be there. I mean, there were some women that came in certain days. So for the first day, I was there with myself and another person that I'd also never met in person until that day. So it was just the first time that I exclusively spent time by myself with no agenda, no structure. It was scary, but it was also the best thing I've ever done for myself. And I realized coming back, I need to make sure I do that probably like once a quarter. That's my commitment. That's what I mentioned to Larry. I was just like, I think I'm going to need to do this a lot more often for myself and just give myself space to just be. So it was amazing. It was vacation. Like it was a real vacation.
0: Wow. Okay. Let me ask you this. Have you ever gone to dinner by yourself? Is that a rhythm for you? I
1: no, will do that. It's not a rhythm, but it should be. I mean, cause I actually really enjoy by myself things, but I also have to be really careful about by myself things because I'm really comfortable alone. I'm really comfortable just doing things by myself. So movies by myself, love it all the time. Yes. Give me all of that. Yes.
0: Okay. I do nothing alone. Do you know this about me? I don't know if I do. I do nothing alone. And two weeks ago, I decided to go to lunch by myself and I was so excited. I was actually with my best friend, Kristen and with Nick and Kristen and I had just gone on a run. It was my day off. Kristen and I had just gone on a run and she had somewhere to go. And Nick had a, somebody who was meeting for lunch. And I was like, it's my day off. I have nothing to do. I'm going to lunch by myself for the first time in my life. I'm going to do it. <laughs> like
1: everybody, I couldn't <laughs> wait.
0: And then five minutes later, Nick was like, Oh, my lunch got canceled. I'm going to come with you. And I was like, Great, I think, but it's good. I love time with you, but also that was gonna be my solo first lunch date. But that's a big bucket list thing for me this summer is that I want to spend some time alone. Mm. Yeah, I don't do anything alone.
1: Ah, uh, so we're like the extreme opposite on the extreme opposite ends.
0: Yeah. And I would say, even in the same way that I feel like God often is like, just try it, Connolly. Like try it. Try it by yourself. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you would
1: thrive. Either
0: on either end? We'll find out. Okay, but let's talk about. Brenna, do you go to lunch alone? Absolutely not.
1: You don't? <laughs>
2: she <like>, <laughs> that's like a really strong response. So tell us about that. As you said that, Jess, I was like, oh, I don't do anything alone. Really? I mean, I'll spend like evenings alone after the work day. I'll come home and be fine to be alone then. But do you have a roommate? Definitely don't. I don't. I live alone. So you live alone? Which is maybe why you don't want to do anything else alone. I think it is. Home for me is very much alone. But aside from that, I'm never
0: alone. Mm. But what's interesting, I'll tell you, Like I value alone time. And this is new. Actually, my friend asked me the other day, this is such a fun question. She said, what's the oldest thing about you and what's the youngest thing about you? Which now I also, maybe we should end today's podcast with that just for fun. But I said, the oldest thing about me is that my mind slash body has started this new thing. If I have not mentally had time to process my day, or if I haven't had enough quiet in my day, Uh I do not sleep. So I can be dead tired. But if I've been with people all day, I'm up till three. Just, it's like my brain just has to work everything out. And it has to like pull all the spaghetti pieces off before I can lay down. But if I have two or three hours that I don't have to, be touched or talk to anyone. Well, here's what I enjoy. Now that I enjoy being alone, I enjoy not having, what's the word? Shoot. We're going to have to edit this part. I'm sorry. Stimulus. I'm, stimulation. Yes. I enjoy not having stimulation. A good day for me is like, my kids are physically touching me, but nobody's talking to me.
1: Yeah. Or asking
0: for anything. Yeah. That's a dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But that being said, what is this summer going to feel like for you, Kanisha?
1: It's going to feel like a lot of rest. I am making, this is now, I'm making this public, which means now I have like tons of accountability here, but I am deciding to step off of social media for the summer. And that is going to be huge for me because I, I, confession, don't feel very restful on social media or when I'm on social media. So I know with my kids, I have one year. This is, this is making me emotional, (laughs) It's my last year with my oldest and this is our last summer before he'll graduate from high school. So, I want to be extremely present and I know I can't do that without okay. stepping away from things. So, that's one way I'm going to find rest this this season is to just step away from social for a little bit.
0: So good. So, here's let's go back. How did <laughs> I was going to say yeah. how does summer 2020 feel to you, but that's a, <laughs> no, that's a how do I own... feel you, Jess? <laughs> <laughs> but here's what I want to say, because I think a lot of people are craving rest this summer. So I think let's even like walk it out. Like it's okay if last summer wasn't restful for you. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? it wasn't, I've never talked about this on the podcast, but we took a sabbatical last summer, last July. And in so many ways, it was deep rest. Like we got to rest from creating content. We did leave social media. And I mean, we left social media. You know, we didn't know a single thing that was happening for all of July. But I don't mind sharing like this very small snippet of our story, because I, I think both of you guys know this, that we had a near drowning experience on our sabbatical. It took us about eight or nine months For my husband to be able to say, like, hey, I need a redo. That was so traumatic for me. You know, it was really traumatic for my husband. Everyone was safe by the grace of God, but he was like, that was so traumatic for me. Like, I need a redo. That's like our personal story. But I think what I feel is very similar to what the collective everyone feels is like, if I had taken every day off of work in July, Twenty twenty, which I happen to, still the collective stress of being in the thick of a pandemic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it's real. It was real. Yeah, yeah, that's real. Brenna, what's this summer feel like for you in in your season? I for sure my
2: rhythm slows down, and so I work on the school year calendar. So it gets a lot slower in the summer, which I'm really grateful for. I always struggle as an Enneagram one <laughs> through and through with like. What are my rhythms now? What do I do? What does a normal day look like? Because each day Mm -hmm. can look different. So I think I'm still figuring some of that out and trying to like, how do I spend my time? How do I spend it well? How do I rest well? How do I do what I want to do while also going at such a slower pace where it's not Mm -hmm. boom, 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 boom? Yeah. So. I'm ready to get some wisdom from y'all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll share this one piece that has really helped us with summer planning. And it is very rhythmic for me, rhythmic centered and tell me if you guys feel like you could relate to this in your life. So we had our first family summer meeting of the summer this past week. I don't mind telling y'all like we don't do that during normal year. Like I have a lot of friends who like they have like a once a week. We don't do that. We talk it out, but especially going into a season like summer, or like I've noticed sometimes if like, it's a Christmas vacation. I'll sit the kids down and be like, let's talk through some expectations, you know? And so I was starting to get some of that. The kids were asking me a lot about dates, what things were going to be like. You guys, I don't know what happened. But for some reason, my kids don't all know the, their months in order. I'm not kidding you. No, I have moments like that with my kids. Yeah, yeah. they get like July and August and June really mixed up. So they kept being like, <laughs> so we do this now. And I was like, you're talking about September. Like, what are I'm what? So I was like, we need to write it all out. That being said, as we looked at this summer, I saw three phases pop to the surface. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, hey, I'm going to name these phases. I'm going to tell you what I think they're going to feel like. And I'm going to tell you the opportunities. And by opportunities, I mean potential problems. I'm going to tell you the blessings of each of these phases. So for us, I'll just tell you what ours look like. Our first phase is June 17th through July 1st. And I said, this first phase, we're going to call it adventure at home. But really what I mean by that is hold on to your hats (laughs) because I'm launching a book. Like dad and I are both still working. I know you guys have lots of things you want to do. I know like, right, uh, the pandemic is winding down. You're getting to see your friends again. You're getting to do things you didn't get to do before. You're out of school. I want to bless your socks off, but also... We've got a lot to do. So every day is going to kind of be its own adventure. We're going to have to check in a lot about what's happening. The opportunities feel like mom and dad really need to work and we really love you and we want to see you. But it's going to almost feel like a little louder than the school year because we just have a lot going on. And then our phase two is July 1st through 30th. And I called that adventure abroad. We're not actually going outside of the United States, but we are spending some like quieter mountain time. As a family, where I'll be still working a little bit, but for the most part, we're just going to be hiking and resting. And then we're super excited. We're going to, as a family, we're going to Hope Heels Camp with Catherine and Jay Wolf to serve at their Hope Heels Camp for children and parents with disabilities. So we're super excited about that. And then the last week of July, the kids are going to camp and Nick and I are going to adult camp. <laughs>
1: Yes, you
0: are. <laughs> we're really excited about it. And so I was like, listen, this next phase is really exciting, but there are challenges here too. There's opportunities here too. We're not going to be in our home. We're not going to have our normal rhythms. And I was like, I'm going to be really honest with you. Like, I don't want to, we're going to be in the car a lot. There's going to be like 10 hour long car rides. I don't want to be seeing anybody's cell phone on a hike. So let's go ahead and talk about that now. Getting some disposable cameras. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not trying to see anybody on TikTok. While we're on the top of (laughs) that,
1: let me be honest with you. Uh, For those of you
0: out there without
1: teenagers, I mean, it gets real out in these teenage streets. It gets real. And
0: then I said, phase three for us is August 1st through August 17th. And that's going to be more rhythmic. We're going to be settling back into like our actual rhythms. You guys are going to get to see your friends a little bit, but we're going to also be going to bed at normal times again and finding ourselves and getting ready. Because let me tell you what's going to happen on August 18th. You're all going back to school, into school. In the (laughs) name. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) There's no pushing it two weeks out. There's no like, does she go on A days or B days (laughs) or C days? Like everybody's going to school, August 18th. Oh my gosh. I'm dying. So the phases, what do you guys think about having phases for your summer? Would that be helpful? It
1: sounds so good to me.
0: Yes. You're sharing this. I'm thinking,
1: I love this. I'm just not that great at it, but that's what I crave. And it's because I am I'm strong, especially right now on boundaries. And so I feel like it's even that setting of boundaries, like the expectation is set. Like, hey, we're going to talk about cell phones on the mountain. We're going to talk about TikTok. We're going to talk about all these things and set the expectation so that there's a boundary. I need that in my life. My kids need that in their lives. And I... Do not want to feel like life is leading me. I want to, in some ways, as much as I can, right, lead my life. So yes, yes to everything you said.
0: I love that.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think what feels hard about the summer to me is that I go into it with off expectations. Like, I thought I was going to travel and it was going to be so fun and it was going to be this and this and this. And then that doesn't happen. And I don't know what to do with myself. So, yeah, I love that. I think you need to make a worksheet for us to do that.
0: You know what? Great news. We actually have. We've already done it. Yeah. I want that immediately. <laughs> so we are giving away my Summer to Thrive guide that I used to sell years ago. We've revamped it and we're giving it away I Go and Tell House for anyone who buys our new e-course, Rhythms of Worship and Work. So they can get it all for free. And it's pages upon pages. Yeah. I love absolutely. it so much. Yeah. Yeah. We got you. I do love that. We'll link to it in the show notes. Yes. Absolutely. That launches on July 1st and then get it for free. Everybody can get it for free because that's where I'm saying use us, use people like me who think too much about this because I think about <laughs> it too much. I start thinking in January how I want June to feel, you know? So I would say uh, I
1: think about it, but I don't take action on it. I just let those thoughts fester and overwhelm me essentially is what happens. So I'm thankful for people like you who actually don't just think about it, but you actually execute on those thoughts.
0: (laughs) Well, let me talk about, again, the weak side of it, because I'll tell you the worst part about it is that in January, I'm thinking about in July. So what do you think I'm thinking about in July? The next year. The next year. So here's my question for both of you. Are either of you very good at being in the moment? And if so, how do we do that?
1: I have never thought about this as I'm good at this. I actually, it's so funny because I actually feel like it's a weakness of mine that I am actually quote unquote too good at being in the moment and getting so caught up in the moment that I forget about the things that I actually need to take care of. Yeah. So I think in that regard, as friends, perhaps we balance each other out. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thrive in spaces where I can be free to just be and especially with close friends and, and closer relationships or deep relationships. That is the sweet spot. So for this summer, I'm thinking more about being able to get back to that because I actually feel like this past year has been more the opposite of that. It's been more work, 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 no freedom, if you will, to really rest. So this summer is going to be all about sitting and living in the moment, being present, number one, of course, with my family and with my kids, but then also with some of those relationships that have fallen to the
2: wayside over the past few months too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Brenna, any magic tips on being in the moment?
2: Yeah, I was just thinking, I do think I stay in the moment pretty well I don't know if that is about me being good at staying in the moment or like Kanisha was saying, being overwhelmed, thinking about the future. So it's easy for me to camp in the current cause I can't go there just yet. Like I can't go forward just yet. Something that, a loose rhythm that I've had this summer that's helped me is I'm using the notes app on my phone a lot. And I have it planned by month, like what I'm doing for work that month. So in May, I need to order this thing and think about this and write out this thing. And that has really helped me because it's helped me stay kind of day to day and that I'm working on what's current, but also thinking forward a bit. I love that.
0: That's good. That's good. Okay, I will tell you the one thing that has helped me be in the moment a little bit during the summer. And that is making summer playlists with my kids. That's good. Music is such a trigger for me to just be like, okay, this is it, enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, the best trigger. Like sometimes when I hear a good song, I'm like, okay, this is it. And so the kids and I will start working on a summer playlist late spring. We have one already for summer 2021. And so when we put it on or when one of the kids is like, put on the summer playlist, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I'm in it. I'm in it. This is it. This is it. We're in
2: it. I love that. I love that. Is the rest you, married gentlemen? On it?
0: No, my kids are obsessed. With, I don't know why. That and the sea, the that is sea shanties. It's a TikTok thing. What is it called? Sea shanties, like those songs that like fishermen sing. No. Wow. Yeah, it's a TikTok thing, and my kids are also into that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One mm-hmm. of them goes, "What do you do with a drunken sailor? What do you do with a?" Dr-? They sing that over and over again
1: nice that's great really fun to listen to all day
0: yeah yeah have middle schoolers they said just (laughs) kidding I love them okay can I take a left turn talking rhythms talking summer because we I think we always you and I especially Kanisha we always like touch on this but I know that our women would be blessed to just hear about this for a minute can we talk a little bit about technology boundaries and tips that have helped you a be more present have more healthy rhythms, have a more healthy relationship with social media. Obviously, you've already said you're going off social media for the summer. Um, I have one to add that is brand new for us for this summer that I just thought I could kick us off with. But I'd love to hear what y'all have to say. First of all, when we set our tech boundaries for the summer, we did it as a family. So I had no preconceived notions. I said, "Let's, let's say what's real for us, like what will actually work for us. So we went with some things that have helped us in the past, like No technology till 8 a.m. And to get your technology, you have to be dressed and have had breakfast and have your teeth brushed. And that usually like for my kids jars them a little bit because they want to sleep till 10 and then they don't want to eat breakfast till 1030 and then they don't want to get dressed. So it's like you're not going to roll over and grab your phone. That's not going to happen. That's been helpful for us. We kind of re. We kind of re-upped our boundary of no technology in our bedrooms whatsoever. Nick and I committed to the same thing. We're not going to bring our phone to our room. But together as a family, we set this new one that I'm really excited about. No one can use their phone after 6 p.m. unless they are standing up in our dining room. So if you have to check something and the kids like helped us develop it, if you have to text somebody, if you have to check in with somebody, if you have to post something on social media, that would be like me if I have to post something on social media. (laughs) Or if the kids are like, I really want to see this video or I want to see this. Great. You have to be standing up in the dining room. You can't sit down. You can't sit on the sofa. You can't get comfy with it. Isn't that fun?
1: I might impose that upon. Standing
0: up in the dining room. I'm all for quirky things that they kind of make sense, you know,
1: totally no, I think that's great because I the thing I hate that that actually I should say hate, I don't hate it. it actually just makes me really anxious is seeing my kids lounging on the sofa with their phones like it nothing sends me over the edge more, and again, this is my thing. it doesn't have to be everyone's, but for me, because it equals a lot of things that I don't necessarily need to discuss right now, <laughs> but but it just represents. It's that when you said, you know, I don't want to see you getting cozy with it, you're, that's that you hit the nail on the head. Like, yes. So that's a that's a boundary that we can definitely talk about and see what works for our family. But I really like that a lot. One thing that we, eight, wing seven, remember, so control is a thing, which is sometimes really great and sometimes not. But in this case, it's really great. We control our Wi-Fi with Google. So they don't even get access on school days until like, Six o'clock, five o'clock. We have almost an almost 18-year-old. So his rules are a little bit different. So I love that we can, for his device, we can set a time that he has access to the quote unquote internet, you know, or whatever on his phone. He doesn't have social media or anything like that. But that's a way that we have created boundaries for all of us is controlling when we can watch TV, even because all of our televisions are connected to Wi-Fi. And that's been really healthy for us. So A little nugget maybe for some people out there who don't even know that you can do that. We've had friends who are like, you can
0: do that? We're like, oh, yeah, Yeah. you can do that. You can do all sorts of things with that Wi-Fi. I love how you can just turn one person's phone off. Sometimes if we can't get one of our kids to answer them, just (laughs) kick it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I like it. I like it. so good. Brenna, what's helped you technology-wise, social media-wise? I really love social media, so this one's always tricky (laughs) to me because
2: I love to be on it. Something that helps me is, I haven't done this this summer yet, but for sure should, not being on from 10 to 10, so 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. Usually I'm in the office by 10 a.m. on most days, and so it doesn't let me scroll while I'm getting ready or before I get there or while I'm laying in my bed, or it doesn't keep me up for hours. Have y'all heard of this random, this is a little side note, this Thing called revenge bedtime procrastination. No, yes. what? Wait, what is this? Uh, it is blowing my mind. I read an article. Revenge bedtime procrastination. procrastination. Let's talk about it. Yes, it is this idea of like you grind so much during the week that you're getting back at your workday by scrolling your phone for hours wow. and hours and hours at night. Yeah. It's a way of like taking back your life, taking back your freedom. And I for sure struggle with that on days where I go, 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 even if it's not work, where I just have things back to back to back. So that for sure helps me because I love to scroll my phone as I'm falling asleep. So 10 to 10 is a good rule that's helped me. And I'll link to the article on Revenge Bedtime procrastinations.
0: I really like that. And but wouldn't you say, tell me if I'm wrong, but in the article that you read, does it deduce the idea that it is actually not helpful for us, right? That, that we, our brains oh, for do sure. that. Our brains do that thing of like, this is me time, but we're actually not like exhausted. right?
2: Yeah. Right, and right. not resting and not actually resting well at all. So yeah, for sure. It is not good for us, but I definitely struggle with it. Same, same.
0: <laughs> so I would say like, for me, a banner I would put over all these conversations over like summer desires, over, rhythms over technology is I'm just a really big believer in the idea that I think like culture might call it replacement therapy, like do the good things. Don't try to take away the bad things. But I would say it's even to me, it's like John 10, 10. It's abundant. It's like Mm -hmm, Jesus mm -hmm. came that we would have an abundant life that we would have life to the full. So I want to just say to all of our friends listening, what do you want this summer to look like? Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? What do you crave? And the, and that's the same thing I have to ask myself with technology. I have to say like, is this what you want? Right. Do you really want to know where everybody else went on vacation? Do you really want to watch 18 stories before bed? Or do you want to Shave your legs just for you because it feels nice and put on a robe and like slip between some clean sheets and read a novel. I think that's what you want, Jess Connelly. I think that's actually what you desire. So do that, you know, same. Do you want to sit and look at a lake and hear your kids talk about their dreams and their fears? Yeah. Or do you want to watch Netflix on your phone while you cook in the kitchen and like they, they play a game, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally.
1: I think in thinking about this conversation that we were going to have, one thing I was asking myself is similar to what you're saying. Who am I looking to when I'm thinking about the rhythm that I need for my life? Am I looking to culture to tell me? Am I looking to social media and whatever accounts that I follow to tell me what my rhythm should be? Or am I looking to, yes, myself, but also even more importantly for me, am I looking to Jesus and how he set rhythms and how he's also speaking to me in this day and time in my life in this season to set rhythms for my life. And so, yeah, I think that thought is the linchpin. That thought that you also offered is the linchpin that kind of holds it all together, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what Jess does. It doesn't matter what Brenda does. It doesn't matter what Kanisha does. The expert, real, the real expert here is Jesus. And so that's, again, the question, I think it's a great question to ask. What is it that Jesus is actually asking me to do in this season? What is he telling me my rhythm should be and asking him ultimately. But yes, obviously, we also want to know our friends. What are you doing? Because our friends are so amazing and they give really good tips, like yeah, set boundaries with your kids and actually sit down and look at them in the eye and care about what they care about and think about what they think about.
0: So good. Well, we cannot wait to hear from you. Go and tell girls what's working for you, what you want this summer, what your phases are going to look like, what your boundaries are going to look like. We want to hear from you. And so we are going to have an Instagram post come out the day this podcast comes out talking about summer and talking about all these things. And we want to hear from you on that post. If you'd go find it, tell us what it is for you. Tell us what the phases are, what the boundaries are, what's good. What do you want? We can't wait to hear it to celebrate with you. Friends, thank you
2: so much for joining us on this conversation on rhythms and all things summer. We hope that this conversation encouraged and equipped you today. And like Jess said, if you will head over to our feed and tell us what you're up to this summer, we would love to hear it. And now we've got a special bonus for you. So listen in.
0: Hey, gals, Jess here. I wanted to give you a quick introduction to the content you are about to hear. In the audio version of my new book, Breaking Free from Body Shame, I did some spontaneous coaching moments for women to help them process their journey with body image, and we wanted to share one of those on the podcast for you. So this is bonus content that only women who pre-order the audio version of the book, Breaking Free From Body Shame will get, but we wanna share them just so you guys can be prepared. We know you love all things audio. We know you obviously love listening to podcasts and maybe we're assuming you might like to listen to audiobooks as well. So enjoy this. I pray it meets you where you're at today and encourages you about your own good body. All right, friends, Jess here for another spontaneous body image coaching session. Here's the deal. The naming, the words, This is it. This is it. This is where we do the damage. It's where we feel the damage. But if we want to begin to experience the lightness and the goodness of freedom, we will put life giving words in our mouths. I just want to dare you. You're going to already be noticing the negative words you say or think or the ones that are around you. But I want to just dare you. I want to implore you. I want to invite you today to start blessing your body. Start speaking life about it. Start saying true things about it. In Jesus' name, let's go.